Radio. I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. Are you LOL? I did. I truly laughed out loud. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talked to the mailman. <laughs> is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cake. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is this, this, this is, is life. This is life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams. So you have those moments when everything does not come together. And so you have to make a decision. What are you going to do? Do I punt or do I go to sleep? (laughs) So I chose to go to sleep. My internet went out around noon and I reset. You know how you reset the little thing and unplug it and try to get the wireless working again on the router and nothing came together, and so I left to run errands, and then I picked up my kids, and then we had a play date, and then I got home late, and then there was still no internet. And so this show is dependent upon some um, things, including the internet, my iPhone, my computer and microphone combo, and me. And so I had everything but the internet, and because of that, I didn't really know what to do, and I was a little tired. Yesterday was an emotional day for me, um, just some personal things, and just feeling a lot. And so I was a little emotionally fatigued yesterday, to say the least. And then my internet wasn't working. And so I did what anybody would do who needed to create a radio show. I just went to sleep. And so, hi. It's Friday's show, just a little later than normal. Just so you know, my goal is to always have a show waiting for you when you wake up, Monday through Friday. And if you're on the East Coast, that means I try to have it at least by 5 a.m. So yeah, this one's a little late. And you know those moments when you call the cable company and you're thinking, maybe it's them? And a recording came on and said, your high-speed internet is down until 11.30 tonight. I'm like, really? Mama's not going to make it till 11.30, recording lady. It's the Eric Allen Gold Dropping Hotline. It's finally ringing. I've been waiting. (laughs) This is bad timing. This is just this day. The Eric Allen Gold Dropping Hotline is ringing and Winnie is barking. The dog cannot bark. Eric is on the phone. It's good. We're off to a good start. (laughs) We can't have the dog barking. It's Eric. Sorry. I'm so sorry, Mm. Mr. Allen. We will not let the dog bark again. Mm, I hope not, because uh, it would be really unfortunate if we had to put him down. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry, kids. We have to put the dog down. He's an irritant to Mr. Allen. <laughs> Tough pranks, but, you know, the kids got to learn. <laughs> Tough lesson. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Well, Eric, it's so good to hear from you. I've been waiting for the hotline to ring so I could just, you know, you promised to be dropping some gold every once in a while in Life with Lisa Williams, so... Yeah, but I I mean I know we we discussed the gold thing, you know, it might not always be gold. It c- it could be a different level of of metal. I guess maybe you just judge later. Okay, at the end of the call, <laughs> once Eric is done talking, I'll I'll go ahead and just judge whether the time with mm-hmm. you was gold or if it was tin mm-hmm. or if it was somewhere in between. Maybe, you know, platinum, paper, <laughs> rock, aluminum foil. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, so is this where I jump in and start talking? <laughs> well, it's funny that you were uh, uh, you talking about uh, your dog barking and such, because um, the idea of being quiet. Um, that's something somebody said to me not too long ago was to enjoy the quiet. 
and, you know, kind of backing up a little bit, I'm in one of those transition times in life, yep. you know, yep. uh, what they call between the jobs. Although I have found myself to be the busiest unemployed person, I think, in the entire that world. That is so funny. Um, you would think that if you were between jobs, you'd be like all chilling out by the pool. I guess so. I mean, you know, there's a lot of hustling going on. It's, I mean, when I say hustling, <laughs> like not like I, it, back alley street corner with dice or something like that. Although it may come to that. I don't know. I don't want to project too far down the line about where I may be. But I meant as far as just having to, uh, you know, you do what you need to do, right? right. I've got a family, I've got a wife. And um, and when I say you do what you need to do, I'm not talking about any, I'm not talking about being in that alley just yet. Um, but, you know, God's been providing in a lot of neat ways, and that's a whole other story unto itself, and a great story is there. Um, but, yeah, definitely staying busy on that front. And yet, at the same time, I, it's not that I haven't had opportunities to move into something else full-time. Um, as a matter of fact, when I made the decision to leave my last place, I, I essentially had two opportunities basically lined up. And they both had fantastic merits to them, and they both had wonderful opportunities there and great people involved. And, uh, and either one, there were things about that that you could say, wow, that makes so much sense. Why wouldn't you do that? Right. Or why wouldn't you do that? Right. In my mind, I thought, well, this is the way it goes because you just don't leave a job without having something else to that's go to because say. that's just nuts yeah. and crazy. And I, I had a good friend that did that, and I thought, well, he can do that, but I can't do that. But that's just the kind of person he is. I'm much too practical for that. But you know, God had led me to, to leave my last place, and still I thought, well, it's only going to be a short period of time because I have these two things. And yet, as I, I processed all of this and prayed through these things and talked it over with my wife, at any given time, I just did not feel peace about it. And that was difficult because on one end, there was one job that I could look to in particular where it was like, well, that's the one that makes the most sense. That's the one that would, there would be the least amount of disruption in your life. That's the one that you basically could stay where you're living right now. And everything would make sense, except I just did not have peace about it. And so I went through a scary process of basically saying no to those things and then being at that point of going, okay, now what? Now this is when it starts really getting crazy. Right. So then I had an opportunity to speak with somebody in our radio industry, someone with a fairly level of high influence uh, who are path crossed. I can't say I knew them very well. In fact, one of the reasons I was touching base with them was I thought, well, maybe this person knows of some things. Maybe they could suggest some things to me. And we really didn't get into that. It, it turned out to be kind of this neat experience where we talked a little bit more about life, where this person was able to speak a little bit more into my life rather than say, here's three different jobs that you might be interested in. And I think you'd be a good fit here. And one of the things this person said to me was, they said, Eric, at some point, you know, you are going to find a job and you're going to have a salary and you're going to have insurance benefits, and you're going to have a couple of weeks vacation, and God willing, you'll be in that job for the next 20 years, right? And I said, well, hopefully that's the plan. He's like, yeah, that, that's going to happen at some point. But he said, there's probably not going to be another time in your life when you have this quiet time, essentially. This time to not have to worry about getting up this day, to go into this job, to do this thing, where you kind of get pulled into this other thing. He says, you have an opportunity right now to maybe experience some things with your family, 
But more importantly, you have an opportunity to maybe experience some things with God that you haven't had a time to do. And so he just said, I would encourage you to embrace the quiet, the quiet that you have in your life. Now, I've talked about how busy my life has been, and yet at the same time, there has been that quiet time of, I don't have this job, quote unquote, to go to this place that I'm working for. And I thought it was neat because it affirmed some stuff just prior to this phone call happening. And that was, man, I think I need to just take some time right now. I mean, I I know I don't have all the time in the world, but I do have some time. I do have some flexibility uh, that God has provided through some of these different opportunities to really sit back and go, what is it that I really want to do? And what kind of organization do I really want to be a part of? And ultimately, you know, I want to do something that matters. And so it became less about trying to find that next job and that Mm -hmm. next opportunity and just enjoying this time and embracing this time for what it was, a time to really sit back and go, okay, God, uh, what's next? And so I've been able to do that. And it's it's been a great process. It, at times, it's it's kind of maddening. If, as anybody who's been in these types of positions before, um, where you're transitioning between jobs, knows it can be. And yet at the same time, if you take a step back, it can be one of the best times of your life, too. Because there's a there's a big faith element to all of this, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Of uh, we've learned as a family to to live by faith more so than what we can see or what we can know that we can depend on. But it was also affirmed to me through something my pastor even talked about, and he was applying it a lot to relationships. But jobs are can be a lot like relationships, right? They can go sour. <laughs> they can be strained at any given time, right? Mm-hmm. Right, And oftentimes, when it comes to a relationship, you maybe get to that point where you go, wow, this is really hard. And you want to walk away from it. Or you're like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Mm-hmm. Or the other person in the relationship says, I don't want you to be a part of this yeah. anymore. Right. Um, and yet, I, I felt like I, I, I had kind of lived that for about a year where I went through that whole process where – I initially thought easiest thing for me would be to walk away from this. And yet I, I, I stuck it out for a year. And I don't even want to say I stuck it out. I, I, I want to say I, I, with the purest of heart that I diligently tried my best to make <laughs> that relationship work, if you will, when it became abundantly clear to me that the feelings were always mutual and it was in my best interest <laughs> to remove myself from that situation. But one of the things my pastor had said along the lines of it being a relationship is, if you've been in one of these situations, or for instance, people who maybe are what you'd call serial daters, right? You, you, you date somebody, you break up, and then it's like, boom, you feel a need to be into yeah. another relationship right away. Exactly. Right? Like you're not whole if you're not with a man or you're not with a woman. You have to be with somebody. That feeling of, I've got to get back into a relationship as fast as I can to be worthy of life. Exactly. Well, and then, hey, you could look at that too as far as when it comes to jobs, especially with men because oftentimes more so than women, and I know I'm generalizing here, but let's face it, for many men, we are what we do. And so when we don't have a job… Man, I, and believe me, I this, this isn't the first time I've been through this. There is a loss of identity uh, there because it's like when people come up and say, hey, what do you do? Well, I'm not really doing anything. <laughs> and there's that feeling that you have of, well, who am I right now? And then when you look at it, uh, 
when it comes to the relationship part of it, it was there's an aspect of there needs to be even time for you to heal from that potential wound to even be able to be put yourself in a situation where the next time you walk into a situation, you're sure that you're walking into a healthy situation or that you're even in a place where you can even have maybe the discernment of that I'm walking into a healthy situation, whether that's a relationship or whether that's a job. I think both of those things, I think there's a correlation that's that's similar there. And that is allowing yourself to have this time. And so it's just been neat when you look back on here of the, uh, the opportunity to be quiet, to explore, to not just to jump into something just for the sake of jumping into it, not to jump into it because that's what I have to do. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, for some people, it could be, I need to jump into a relationship, as you said, because I'm not whole. And for other people, it could be, I need to jump into a job because I need to have a job. Or what will people think if I don't have a job? Or whatever the case may be. When you miss out maybe on a, a valuable time where God can use that, that space in between to work into your life so that the, the next time you move into something, it's, it's better than the last time. And if you've made personally made mistakes, whether it's in a relationship or in a job, or you allowed things to happen to you, whether it's in a relationship or a job, maybe you're better prepared so that the next time isn't like the last time, that the next time is, is better than the last time. And so that's where I'm at these days. Um, I'm embracing the quiet. I'm allowing God to use this time to prepare me for whatever is next and uh, prayerfully prepare me to move into something that's healthier and, and uh, something that I can do that I feel like really does matter. And that's, that's my heart's desire. I feel excitement because when someone knows God and waits and rests, my mind just goes, oh, hold on. Because he's got something that you would have never dreamed of that's better than you could have come up with. And it makes me excited for you, Eric. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, that I, I hope that's an encouragement to other people because I see this all the time. And I, and I feel like this is something that really revealed to me is, is that we can only see as far as we can see. Or God's got such a bigger picture and plan for us right. when it comes to our jobs and when it comes to our relationships that oftentimes we think, well, that was the best it's ever going to be. You know, God's got plans for each and every one of us way beyond what we can ever dream of. And if we just sometimes just wait and let him do his thing <laughs> and not get ahead of it and not try to control it, then those opportunities can can come our way. But the the waiting can sometimes be the hardest part. Okay, are you ready for this? Yeah. Gold. <laughs> Gold. Wow. <laughs> I should never do another one of these again then. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm out. <laughs> Somebody drop the to mic right that. now. It um encourages me and it's just the message of the moment I feel like we're mm. we we need to wait. We need to rest. We need to seek. We need mm-hmm. to stop running. We need to stop running. We need to wait and seek and listen. And then once we have the game plan from heaven, then we step out. It's good. It's good. gold. Gold. Okay. All right. My work here is done. <laughs> Eric Allen, everybody. There seems to be a theme lately, an unplanned theme, where the message seems to be wait on the Lord. 
Now, if you are not a Christian, then a lot of things that Eric said today may sound so foreign to you, like hearing from God and praying and and having peace about decisions. But these things don't have to be foreign. They are as concrete and real as the nose on your face. But it takes you turning towards him. It takes opening your heart to him. And I think this is the place to start, this message of waiting on the Lord. There are so many Bible verses about waiting on God, and I didn't really think about this on a deep level until November of last year, when I came to a point where I realized I'd been running from pain most of my life, and that God had something he wanted to show me. So I began this process of waiting on the Lord. And through that, so many deep things happened in my life, including this that you're listening to to today is a product of me waiting on the Lord and hearing from him. So my strong encouragement to you as a friend, as a sister, as a total stranger is to get a Bible and just look up every verse about waiting on God in Isaiah, in the Psalms, throughout the Bible, this concept, especially in the Old Testament of waiting. And what does that look like? And what does that mean? And is God real? And does he have a voice? And if he has a voice, do you have ears to hear what he's saying? And if he has something to say, wouldn't you want to know what it is? I mean, if there's a God and he has something to say to you, isn't that worth waiting for? Yes, yes, and yes, and yes. And so it blesses my soul when somebody I really care about, like Eric, is in a season of waiting on God. And I will promise you this, that there's a richness to your existence that will come with a pure-hearted, concerted effort to turn towards the one true living God and to wait on him. Woo! That just came from my heart. Thanks for listening. (laughs) And so, hey, I hope you have, seriously, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And I just want to celebrate something. Um, I want to say uh, a big thank you to Eugene and Eloise Jones for getting married 50 years ago today. Now, I don't know if there's internet in heaven, so my daddy's not going to hear that shout out unless he happens to be listening to the show. (laughs) My daddy lives in heaven. My mom is still here. She'll be 88 years old this year. And it was not a first marriage for either of them, but I think it was their, their best marriage and a byproduct of that marriage is me. And so I'm very thankful for my mom and dad. And I just wanted to celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary with you today. So big thanks. To mom and dad, big thanks to Eric Allen for taking some time to drop the gold today. And a big thank you to you for listening to the show. And if it has um, been something that's been good for you today, please share it with somebody else who you think might need to hear the message. Also, thanks to Paul Goldsmith. He's the executive producer of Life with Lisa Williams, which means he just basically puts up with me. (laughs) And my phone calls of what should I do? And what should I do? And what should I do? So thank you, Paul and Marianne. And I really appreciate you guys more than you know. And so um, I'll talk to you again on Monday. Hashtag thanks for listening.